And now a word from our sponsor, air. Everybody needs it. Everybody can get it. Just go outside and breathe. I hate you, Justin. (laughs) I hate you. I hate you so much. They donated zero dollars to this campaign. Oh, my. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Can We Save the Cat, your weekly writer's room and entertainment podcast, where we take three random thoughts or ideas, pick one, and over the course of about 30 minutes or so, uh, workshop it until we ultimately decide if we're going to save the cat or scratch it. Today, love is in the air. It's Valentine's Day, so we are taking previously pitched ideas and adding a rom-com twist on them. Very excited about that. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Brian Hayes, writer, actor, and producer. I'm another one of your hosts, Danny Hanks, writer and director. I'm the host, Justin Eugene, (laughs) writer and producer. How rude. Happy Valentine's Day to everyone that is enjoying it. Happy Galentine's Day to everyone that is enjoying that. Treat yourself, love yourself. Justin, how are you going to celebrate Valentine's Day? I'm going to celebrate it by sitting at home. Well, you know, it's weird. My mom sends me chocolate clever strawberries every year because she feels bad for me that I'm single. So probably be enjoying that life again. That sounds delicious, though. Yeah. Every year she's like, I would like a grandchild soon. Please, God, get married. And then she sends me candy. I might be flying home to see my parents for the first time in For Valentine's Day? Yeah, because the next day is President's Day, a three-day weekend. Oh, true love right there. True love. There we go. Interesting. I will not be flying home for that. Yeah. A weird, no offense, Danny. I mean, I get it's a three day weekend, but whenever the, like the way you phrased it was like, I'm flying home to see my parents for Valentine's day. It's kind of (laughs) like sad (laughs) for you. (laughs) I mean, I am single. Everybody hit me up (laughs) at official Danny Hanks. You can find me on Instagram. (laughs) I am also single. Do not hit me up. Slide into my DMs. Offer me some nagging chocolate. Oh, damn it. I was going to say love. (laughs) (laughs) We're very positive here. So send Danny some compliments and some love. There we go. Do you have like a a checklist that you're looking for for this person, Danny? Uh, Yes, I do. I have my my list of requirements. Is Uh, box one be a person? Yes. They have to they have to pass the test where you have to click and see say which ones have crosswalks in them. Capshka. That's fair. I know some people that literally have I guess it's like a quiz or something you had to fill out. I was like, that's that's impressive that you get that many requests for like you're willing to like these are the requirements, fill this out. Let's see if you make it to the next round. Wow. Send me one of those. I feel like I wanna Oh my gosh. (laughs) That's so fun. What does a married person do for that Valentine's Day like? Uh, when the married person and their spouse don't believe in Valentine's Day, they treat it like any other day. Oh, so when you say you don't believe, like there's nothing to believe. It's it's just, it's just a day. It's not like, I don't believe in the, the fat baby in a diaper that shoots people. Yeah, Brian, no one believes in that. Not even children. (laughs) Cupid. Okay. For a second, I thought you were talking about like Jesus with a machine gun. And I'm like, what? (laughs) I said it. 
I said a fat baby with arrows and diapers. No, you said you said a fat baby in a diaper that shoots people. And so until you... <laughs> oh my God, really? Jesus? That's my pitch for next week. Just Jesus with machine gun. <laughs> what? Oh my God. All right. Shall we slide on over into some pitches? Yeah, let's slide over into the pitches DMs. Um... All right, we're going to do some pitches. Today's pitches are romantic comedy base, and they are pitches from the past. Yeah, so I didn't have to stray too far from this one. I'm going to go with a pitch that I previously did earlier about the acting class that's left behind after a actor makes it big. But my pitch this time is an actor returns to his hometown and the acting class that he once left behind after having a few successes and then falling flat on his face in a horribly reviewed movie. They're like ashamed to go out and everything. So they go back, they just rekindle those relationships and end up reconnecting with an ex-girlfriend that they left behind. But they also have to deal with the fallout that they pretty much left abruptly, right? Like they got this role and immediately were off and left everything behind, including this ex-girlfriend. So they are back and trying to rekindle that that spark in acting as well as that romantic spark. So, yeah. Okay. I like it even less now that it's a rom-com. Wow. I wouldn't say I'm super into it, but I do like wow. it. Wow. I liked it better as community. Anyways, Justin. Uh, I'm going to be repitching one of my ideas from a while ago, I think. I'm going to be repitching the threesome episode. That was already a rom-com. Brian, <laughs> calm down with your negativity. <laughs> How did I know the this? The people can feel your violence towards me. You don't have to that verbalize it. That literally already a rom- Okay, keep going. Okay, so a threesome from three different perspectives and how funny it is and how weird it is with the three people making the decision to do it all the different perspectives and then i think you could almost make this into like where romantic comedy wise they end up not doing it simple as that okay all right so i'm gonna be repitching another one of my ideas as well so i pitched slender man as a comedy but slender man as a rom-com hear me out i know you guys weren't gonna pick it either but this would sell to pixar in a minute Imagine a world with a bunch of internet cryptids. Like, in this world of internet cryptids, he's trying to find love, and, like, his friend the Minotaur is like, Slender, come on, we just gotta, you know, you gotta show your true feelings, and then dating, like, Medusa. Just, like, all of these other fictitious horror beings that live in this world, kind of like Zootopia. It would also be like Monsters, Inc., in that it would humanize these creepy monsters and give them feelings and and kids would be like oh yeah slender you know less like ooh scary so that's mine slender man as a rom-com i mean no words i'm going to i'm going to read out a list of cryptids like imagine like slender man going on a date with um bigfoot no 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 i got it your pitch is basically Wreck-It Ralph as a rom-com, right? He's a video game villain, and they try and humanize him. Yes, but with cryptids. Yeah, with but like it's the same. It's Bigfoot, already been done. The Minotaur. No, it has not. It, it, oh, my it God. It's done in that realm. You're literally just, everybody's going to oh, be like, oh, this is It was done in the Ra- video game realm. This is Wreck-It Ralph, but for 
mythological creatures and cryptids. Like that's. Wow. I can't believe that Brian's going to turn down something animated. I just think it's already been done. I don't like things that I've, I've seen. Justin's. Um, shoot. They're both. I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna stick with Justin. So. I'm voting for Brian's. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm not voting for Danny's. I did. Sounds terrible. <laughs> Wow. I hate both of you. I hate both of you. Danny, you know I don't like animated movies, so like I don't know what you were thinking you were going to get from me. All right. All right. So I mean, that's at least fair. You knew coming in like I was going to be a hard sell on that one. Okay. So my choice is between I'm going to go for rom-com and a threesome. Yeah. Okay. All right. So how can we take the stereotypical tropes of threesome rom-com and turn it on its head things that immediately come to mind are like instead of doing two women and a man it's two men and a woman well i was actually i was gonna say instead of like doing couldn't it be like a lesbian couple brings in a guy that'd be good but then how would that be a rom-com well no one's like i said they don't actually have to go through with it all right okay here we go here we go it could bring them closer together like there's so many like ways to run with that one two best friends who think that they're very straight and think that they are just gal pals decide to have a threesome with the guy but it turns out that they're actually just in love with each other and then it's a lesbian rom-com where what if all three of them fall in love with each other so that's kind of what i was thinking could it be an opportunity to explore a polyamorous relationship so i don't know if it has to end that way but like could they end up all being okay with that they all kind of like each other? Because I don't want to misrepresent polyamorous. Like, it wouldn't necessarily be a misrepresentation. It's just that so much of the media around polyamory is already centered around triads. And unicorn hunting, which is like an established couple trying to bring in a third. Like, sure. it's just already so much of that. Okay. So here's my quick pitch then, if if it's not that. I would say maybe something like... There's an established couple, a man and a woman, and they decide to spice up their relationship and bring in a third person that one of them ends up connecting with a lot more. And we also find out that like the reason that maybe the the partner was interested in spicing it up is because they were like just looking for an excuse to cheat and then they cheat. And so then it leads from a couple into a couple where the third person is now the so we could have three women or you could have like i don't think it's ever been done but it is fairly common where like there's a married couple and the guy realizes he is into guys that's what i was gonna say so in my mind it's like a guy and a girl and they invite uh, another guy into this relationship for the night and but the the husband for instance is like pretty uncomfortable with it so he's like well i want to get to know him i want to like know the person that I'm going to be doing this with. So like they go hang out and then he realize starts to realize like he has feelings for him. And so then he kind of comes uncomfortable with that. In the meantime, finds out that his wife is cheating on him. That's why she was really wanting this. And then she's getting that on the side. Um, and he ends up forming this relationship, furthering that. So. Sounds dramatic. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, it's not a rom-com, but I'd be down for it. But I think it end up it, it would end up being a rom-com between the two guys. I mean, we could we could make it more funny and have those be the dramatic beats of the film. We could also have it be less we could have it be a little bit more comedic in that they're not married. They're just a couple. Yeah. And they could be like a new couple. They could be you could almost go Zack and Mary with it where they're like really close friends and they're dating, but this is both their first foray kind of into sex and she it, we learn that she is encouraging this because she has a feeling that he's not straight. She's trying mm. to use this as a ploy to help him explore his sexuality where he obviously feels uncomfortable with it. And so when he finds out that she's cheating on him, it's not devastating. It's more... He he actually could find out like it didn't affect him as much. So the question is, like, do we have them start off with a threesome and then go through this story from there? Because in my mind, it originally was like the climax was getting to the threesome and then, like, dealing with the repercussions. But this is more like, let's have them have the threesome really early on, just splash it, and then the story becomes... Okay, okay, concept. You could have a woman and her gay best friend, and basically... She's saying, oh, you know, I just started dating this new guy. The best friend meets him and is like, honey, he's gay. She's like, no, 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 not at all. And he's like, no, he's gay. And let me prove it to you. I bet that he'd be down for a threesome with me. So then you have the thing of like the girl and her gay best friend and this guy and he's uncomfortable with it. Then they decide to, like, get to know each other. Of course, the gay best friend and the boyfriend end up kind of catching feelings for each other. And she's a little bit left on the sidelines, but turns out that there's somebody else, you know? Oh, my God. There's literally a movie that does this. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not super into that. My other pitch for the whole project would be going like a super bad type route where it's like high school kids and it's like two best friends. And this is completely 180 versus everything we've been talking about. So just bear with me. It's like super bad and it's two best friends and let's say two girls and the guy that one of the girls is dating a guy and he suggests a threesome and the girl is really just trying to like appease the guy because it's high school and she wants to like keep the quarterback on her arm or something like that. Meanwhile, her best friend is secretly gay and has feelings for her. And so she's like down to do the threesome. And so it's like both the boyfriend and the best friend trying to convince the main girl, like, let's do this. And she's like awkward high school, you know, kind of kind of feeling. Yeah, I mean, my main pitch with it was like a love actually where like each character's perspective. Right. So that that all works if we're just doing a threesome. But how do we tie in a rom-com? Well, like every one of those crash, whatever, like it all connects somewhere where like their whole journey's funny, but we just connect them in some way. Like one of those couples connects. Right. But how it, do we... It could be as simple as like they all three are on an app where they want to have a threesome because they've never done it before. Or we could go a completely different direction with it and be like their three best friends in their 30s. None of them have ever had sex with a woman before. And they kind of are like, well, why don't we do this thing? And then each of them comes at it from a different angle and blah, blah, blah. 
I can't figure out how that would be a rom-com. You know, turns out one of them's been in love with the other for forever. And two of them hooked up once before when they were drunk and didn't tell anybody. And, you know, you could have a lot of ins and outs that way. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first episode of We Are Fucking Stumped. (laughs) Yeah, no, this is like... I'm I'm happy I finally brought something to the table that was, like, challenging, though. So what I'm trying to crack is we have three characters interlacing storylines, and then... Okay. Okay. Concept. What if it is an older couple who has decided their relationship is stale? They've been married for 30 years. They basically hate each other now. And they decide to bring in a young sex worker, basically. They're going to hire a sex worker for a threesome. And in facing all of the steps to get there, they rekindle their passion for one another. And I think that's what I pitched. That's literally what I pitched at the beginning, guys. But, but an old couple? No, I pitched like the idea of the couple doesn't actually go through it. It connects them further. Like the third person in the relationship could be the person who kind of helps them realize like, oh, we're so happy. This is awesome. Like, so I'm torn. I'm torn on that because it's such a trope that like bringing a third person in or trying to bring a third person in is what fixes the relationship. I want to put this out there. All romantic comedies are tropes. That's true. If the goal That's of this was true. to like do the opposite <laughs> of romantic comedy, then you're gonna like run into some issues because you can't do a romantic comedy without tropes. So, another avenue because I was trying to think of what is a really weird random situation where you wouldn't necessarily have a threesome with the people that you're with, but you would be tempted to. Truth or dare. What if we did quarantine? I, God, I was trying to avoid that, but. (laughs) Three roommates stuck in quarantine and none of them are interested in each other, but they can't go outside the bubble. So it's like, might as well bone. And they're trying to. Concept. (laughs) I don't come up with them often. Okay. So we have this quarantine night where it happens and you see the story through. Three different people's eyes, the same exact events three different ways, and it climaxes into what actually happens. But you have to go through three stories for the audience to get to the climax, which is like, do they have sex or not? You could also do two women who live together, and because of COVID and quarantine, they're like, you know what? Let's just find one guy that we can both share, because then that'll reduce our bubble, reduce the spread. We'll find one very COVID-conscious person. And then the love story is between the two women. You get him on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I get him on Wednesdays and Fridays. That's kind of the, yeah, they like. Sure. That's a funny story. I love how the guy's just a piece of meat in this scenario. I know. That's what I love about it. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's probably like totally okay with this. Because then, the, then you have the fun, like they're trying to interview people. Um, well, then they could talk about him. Right, they exactly. Have the opportunity like that, the gossip is about the person they're both having sex with. Um, could have three roommates, and they all just decide, like, let's just bang it out. And during COVID, but over the course of it, two people start developing feelings for each other, and it's not the two that you would expect. Whatever turn that takes, and so it's like 
how do we cut a relationship that's purely sexual with one person and pursue a more intimate relationship because both of them want to, but oh yeah, we're stuck in this apartment together with the other third person. So it's like kind of like an awkward breakup and they're also trying to begin their relationship and also trying to transition from like a purely, maybe the other one that's X'd out was like really good at sex. So it's kind of, how do you get away from that? So like, basically you could have like, let's say uh, it's a gay guy, straight guy, and then a girl could be bi-curious or just be, straight and ends up being the gay guy and the straight guy that create the relationship like if you're watching that you don't expect those two to be the ones that get together is that what you're saying kind of yeah yeah okay but that it happens that's what i thought but that it occurs like a third of the way through the movie where they start building that relationship and so then you totally fair then you have the tension of like them starting a new relationship and the other person being x'd out but you're still stuck in quarantine well she's also gonna be super confused she's be like that thought you were straight yeah I mean, you can take the, there's, there's so many things you can do with it. All these are good ideas. They just need to be, we need to stick to one and just go. Let's decide, is it going to be like a one night thing or is this over a course of quarantine? My heart is like one night might be too short unless it's like the hangover where it's a very short period of time, but a lot of stuff happens or we do the thing where it's two roommates who are trying to add either a third person into their bubble or a third roommate or whatever and in trying to do so like in trying to schedule basically this threesome they figure out their love for each other over like a few weeks i think i almost like that better you could have them like double book him like that's only like both scheduled to have sex with him like the same day and time well i mean so i think i think the thing and then is he comes I think with that one, you you could have him coming in thinking it's a threesome and those two not knowing that's going to be a threesome. Well, that's I, where like the three perspectives can be kind of fun. So I think my temptation is to almost stray away from the threesome part of it and have that be what they're aiming towards. Like that's what's going to happen. That's what they're trying to make happen. But they can't agree on anything. Just like us. And then the climax is instead of having the threesome, they just get together. Yeah. So I, I actually really like the idea of the two girl roommates interviewing a guy because I think you can have a lot of fun with the guy being, you know, like Justin said, the meat puppet. Um, so you could have the interview process over the course of the interviews. The girls like start really maybe they're newer roommates, um, and that would explain why they haven't really had this before, but. They spend a lot of time with each other in the quarantine. And then you could even have a scene where they're fighting their attraction for each other. And it culminates during a threesome that the guy recommends because the guy's bouncing back and forth and he suggests, let's have a threesome. Then they have the threesome and that's where they truly realize, like you see the moments where they're like, I just appreciate this person. But then they are afterwards, you could also deal with that. They're really awkward about it. And they're like, I don't know how to address this because I, I didn't, I don't know. And so then ultimately they, they come together and ditch the meat puppet. Okay. So, I mean, my, my suggestion in that case would be like, they have the idea to do this. The whole kind of first act of the movie is them interviewing different people and you get the comedy and you get little peppered in how they know each other and how, you know, maybe they are best friends, but they've just never talked about this stuff. 
um, or like their childhood best friends kind of back in the big city living together for the first time, whatever. And so they decide to do that. They interview the guy. Kind of the midpoint of the movie is like they pick the guy and then they're like making a schedule or whatever. And then the climax of the movie is that they've accidentally both scheduled him on the same day or he's like, you know, hey, I thought I it was a threesome. it's funny to have them like double book. Like he's double like booked. The comedy's better. Right. I... So then he's double booked and then he's the one who shows up and they're like, oh my God, I'm sorry. And he's like, well, I thought this was just a threesome. And he... And then he convinces them like, we should just do this. Come on. Yeah. And then that's the, the high point of the movie and then they get together in the end. Yeah. And decide to kick him out of their bubble because they don't need him anymore. <laughs> Then he marries them. Yes, he's there. He's there. Uh, Five years later, he's the. <laughs> I mean, there's so many like funny things you could do with that. But yeah, I think that personally, I think the double booking thing is like more comedy. I just don't. If we're going through the process of them making a schedule and interviewing and being very, very careful, it's tough to convince me logically that they're going to double book a guy whenever they're so careful about every other aspect. I go back to the same thing I tell Brian every week. It's a movie. <laughs> I mean, you could also have it be that that's part of the thing between the two of them is that one of them is really go with the flow, like, and the other one is really type A. And so they could literally have them like remind her, like, did you schedule him this week? Oh, yeah, yeah I'm going to do it later. Yeah, I haven't texted him yet. I think for the rom-com aspect, if he were to throw out a threesome idea and then they have to deal with acknowledge that. the feelings that they're having and like, okay, the threesome and then, then have to process these feelings that they have. Because if you just throw that in there, well, I mean, well, that's what, that's what you do as a writer. You build, you build up the moments where like everyone knows they should. And then when it push and shove, they like are willing to do it. Right. It could also be that, you know, they're interviewing this guy and, midpoint of the movie is they pick a guy and he's like cool i'm very excited right like he's gonna show up thinking that it's gonna be a threesome he doesn't even suggest it he just shows up and he's like oh yeah no i thought we were doing this and for sure because maybe maybe it's maybe we're thinking too long term with it they're literally thinking like okay we're gonna reduce our risk as much as possible let's just have one date with one guy he'll come over one time because neither of us have had sex in three months and we'll just bing bang done and like they interview a bunch of people and of course the thing is you know yeah you're gonna have sex with both of us and then when he gets there he's like cool i'm gonna have sex with both of you and they're like no no like separate and he's like wait no, i thought we were just signed up for yeah i thought we were just gonna do it all together and now he's already in their bubble they've already been exposed to this guy because he's at their apartment yeah, it's after dinner or something. Like, they have dinner with both of them. Yeah, they have dinner, the three of them. Yeah, and then they just I'm, do it. I'm happy doing it that way. I, I still like the other way better comedy-wise, but I'm happy to do it that way. I think I like Danny's idea of it being, like, a one-time, or this is, like, the first time. Yeah, I mean, and I, think, I think the issue with that one is, like, you got to make the dinner and all that much longer. Like, yeah. that so, process is going to be bigger. Well, so, yeah, and I think it's just, like, you, you really juice those micro-moments into... Really? But as long as we go through the idea, I said at the beginning, like if you see his perspective for a little while, then their perspective, then it makes the dinner a lot more funny because we know like what everybody's thinking while they're having dinner. Yeah. Does that make sense? Sure. Otherwise, the dinner is just kind of like this weird, like the threesome comes out of nowhere. Like we got to know that he's thinking threesome and they're not. 
Yeah, that's fair. So my suggestion was going to be that this isn't the first guy that they've done this before and that they interviewed, they have one guy and he comes in and does this thing with one of the girls. And then the other girl just like, isn't in the mood that night. So she sends him away or whatever. And you can see that's like part of her starting to have feelings for her roommate. Um, And then this guy comes in and, thinks that it's a threesome. And so they're like, how did this confusion happen? Turns out he's just like a Joey Tribbiani. He's just stupid. And so that's what I was thinking too. And so that's where they like have that tension because then they can have the whole night, like go through the dinner and it doesn't have to be as drawn out throughout that night. Like you can have them have already gone through this process with somebody else before. Um, I don't love the dramatic arc of that just because I think it's funnier to see them from conception. Because, like, here's what I think is Yeah, funny. I think you guys are thinking comedy and I'm thinking romance. And that's where we're having yeah. a major disconnect. So here's the we thing. I think both. it's I think it's literally Zach and Mary make a porno in that they're two very best friends. They decide to get into this business venture, quote unquote business venture, that will benefit both of them a lot of the buildup in Zack and Mary make a porno is like hiring the actors and they have to figure out what the plot is. And like, this is like, okay, what kind of guy are you into? Well, what kind of guy are you into? Like, okay, this guy is six, four. Well, I'm five, one. So that's not going to work out. Like it's a lot of details and they're dating these guys. And it's like, "Mm, well, he's this. So I don't really, mm, this guy. And so you have a lot of this comedy happening. And then of course the big dumb meat puppet shows up and he's perfect. He's like the perfect guy. They're like, great, sold, boom. He's being COVID careful. Let's invite him over. So then they invite him over and they have this flirtatious dance at the um, dinner table, which is like the scene in Zack and Mary Make a Porno when they're supposed to actually start filming the porn, where it's like, all right, well, we're going to do this. But it's like awkward and there are too many jokes about the eggplant and there's like all of these little things. And when they get right down to it, when they're both finally like, all right, let's do this. He's like, cool, let's go to the bedroom. And that's when the hitch to the giddy up is he thought this was a threesome the whole time. And he kind of persuades them to have a threesome and then is ignored the entire time. Like Zach and Mary make a porno when they're supposed to have sex with all these other people, but they keep putting it off and end up just having sex with each other. Yeah. Totally fine. I think we got it. It only took us... 14 hours. (laughs) All right, ready, Danny? I think we're ready. All right. Danny is going to leave us to go write the log line. She'll be back in a minute, and she will pitch the log line to us. We'll go around the room and choose if we will save the cat or scratch it. All right, Danny, we'll see you in a minute. Hey, everyone. Just a quick reminder, as always, that these podcasts are for entertainment purposes only. These ideas are fresh, new, and sometimes submitted by you. Anything said is not meant to infringe on the copyright of any existing work of art, and everything is thought of during this show without any previous influence. If it sounds like something you've already seen or heard, what can I say? That's Hollywood, all out of fresh ideas. Thanks, and enjoy. And we're back. Uh, Danny will have the log line for us. She's going to pitch it and we'll go around the room to see if we're going to save it or scratch it. All right, Danny, take it away. The Hinge. When two roommates start to get thirsty three months into a strict quarantine, they decide to expand their bubble and find one guy who can satisfy them both separately during a one-night stand. 
Can they stay best friends with the man in the middle, or will they become more when their hinge shows up asking for a threesome? It's weird. Like, I do think it would be fine. I do save it. But I do think, as you could tell from this episode, it was definitely not easy to do, and it definitely was not perfect. But I do think the idea and concept is there, you know, with the right writer, the right director. I think you could have a decent romantic comedy there because I do think the idea is funny and would work. So I save it, but it's definitely a little, it needs some time. It needs some TLC. Need some Valentine's love. (laughs) Some Valentine's love. Um... Unfortunately, I do not give this love. Uh, I I scratch it. I don't know. Brian was out for the death of Valentine's the day we started. I don't this. know that this is something that I can see on my screen as it is. And I think you two tried to lean very comedy with it. And I think that's like, honestly, it's detriment to me because as a rom-com, I think it needs to be a little bit sweeter. And specifically where we took it to, I don't think it has enough of those sweet beats to it. And so I think it's gonna, it would lean more comedy with like a romance thrown in. And so I I just think it needed to be, it might, it might be us. We kind of, we kind of rushed it at the end, understandably so. Um, So we didn't figure out all those little moments, but I think I definitely believe that it would need to be a little bit more rom than calm and right now it's more calm than rom so i have a question for you brian do you think zach and mary makes a porno is a comedy or a rom-com i think it's a comedy i think it's a comedy with romantic aspects to it and this is why i save it yeah i maybe it's just me and i love rom-coms that are off the beaten track i do classify zach and mary makes a porno as a rom-com that's just me seeing it fit there but yeah no i think it could make it to the screen it reminds me a lot of a really old play called the pizza man and i mean i i think it's interesting i do think that it needs a lot of work so you know save it as a draft and get back to it but why not it's fun (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, I totally get it. Um, I just think for me, I wanted it a little bit more knocked up, you know, because I do think knocked up is a rom-com and and I wanted it to follow a little bit more of that path. And I think we could have gotten there, especially, you know, especially if we're going with where we end up with uh, a lesbian couple, because I think just having that, just having that possibility there. I feel like it is a little too comedy and it's kind of making light of like the actual relationship that forms from this. And that's kind of my only thing. Like I said, like I just wanted it a little bit sweeter, a little bit more knocked up than Zach and Mary. Yeah. That's fair. Entirely fair. All right. Well, seems like we got two saves and a scratch. So this cat is hanging on by its dear life, but it is in fact saved. (laughs) It is. It is saved. It is saved. Brian was just trying to up his scratch count. Yeah, no, it's really not. Like I said, ever the last few episodes, I've really started to figure Brian out. Brian was pushing a lot of points during the episode that we end up going with, and then he scratched it. Sounded like he was on self-sabotage mode because it was Valentine's I, Day. I don't think we did go with a lot of the points I was trying to make. Go back and listen to the episode. 
All right, everybody. What is everybody watching this lovely week? Uh, I actually watched a an actual rom com this week. Ooh. <laughs> the t- daggers. Yeah, I watched um, "Always Be My Maybe," the uh, Netflix movie with Ali Wong and Randall Park. Oh yeah, that was uh, good. I thought it was interesting. Yeah, I thought it was really good. I absolutely hated the 15 minute divergence into Keanu Reeves. I thought that was really weird. She wrote that, and right? It didn't fit. I, I think. Yeah, I think so. It felt really weird that moment with Keanu Reeves. It was almost like, guys, Keanu Reeves wants to be in this movie, but he's only available for a day. Let's <laughs> be as weird as we can with him on this day. And so they threw in this like 15 minute subplot to Keanu Reeves. It it was it funny. Felt like she just wrote that in and to see if she could get Keanu Reeves to play her himself. Yeah, it just like. It took such a turn during that moment for me that, I don't know, it lost me. But overall, I, I really liked the movie, uh, enjoyed it quite a bit. So it wasn't logical, but Brian liked it. It was logical outside of that 15 minutes. It was almost like she got uh, high uh, okay. and threw in that 15-minute segment and was like, <laughs> oh, I already sent this to executives. Might as well just keep it in. <laughs> That's amazing. Which is very possible. This week, I am watching Netflix's second season of Blown Away, which, if you haven't seen it, is an amazing, amazing reality competition show about glass blowing. And I was talking with my roommate the other day, and we realized what we love about a lot of Netflix's reality shows that they have on there. More of the competition-based ones think Glow Up, think, you know, they, they have GBBO, Um is it's not a lot about the drama. It's a lot about the craft, which I really love, especially with something like glass blowing, which I know nothing about. So it's really fascinating to watch these people who are really good at what they do just blow glass and make some beautiful pieces of art. What's hilarious is that the person who's like, oh, yeah, I'm the most novice person in the tent in, in the shop. I don't have that as much experience as everybody else. They've still been blowing glass for like 10 years. And you're like, wow, <laughs> that's incredible. So, yeah, I, I highly recommend it. If you haven't seen it, season one is great. Season two is also great. We're on season two now. Awesome. Yeah, I like the point you made because I do think Netflix uh, does something with competition shows and even just like their reality television, which is they don't, they focus more on like the human drama and like you mentioned the craft and they don't try and like cultivate, like it's so hard watching survivor or big brother or the bachelorette or something like that because it feels like a lot of that drama is manufactured and they're just nitpicking things to show you to enhance the drama. Whereas, you know, Netflix dating shows, they focus on what, is their genuine connection and uh, a Netflix reality shows like GBBO and um, even like the, the one-offs like uh, sugar rush and stuff. It's just focusing more on what they're making. So yeah, I totally agree with you. Right. Even like nailed it. it it's not about all the drama between the contestants or like in the house yeah. or whatever. It's all about, it's all about the actual it thing. It almost feels like Netflix specifically tells people like, don't start shit. Like we don't want to air the shit that you're trying to start. Yeah, or like doesn't care about the shit that you start. Yeah, just like come in, do your thing, be nice about it, you know? Like maybe give them a hug at the end. I think that's why I like Great British Baking Show so much because it feels really wholesome versus like 
chopped where it's like, I just want to beat them and win the money for myself, you know? Yeah. It's like they're hugging each other and helping them ice at the end. And you're just like, yes. Yeah. I will say the one show that I do love that's like that is, uh, God, what's it called? Alton Brown Cutthroat Kitchen. Mm. If you haven't seen Cutthroat Kitchen, it's amazing. But it's because it is crafted drama. (laughs) <laughs> they have to buy obstacles to sabotage their fellow contestants with. Oh. And it's really funny. That actually sounds really interesting. I'm, I'll check that out. All right, Justin, what are you watching this week? I watched a great romantic comedy. That's very much like what we uh, what we pitched <laughs> today. Uh, 40 Days and 40 Nights. Oh. Old school. There we Old go. Old school 90s romantic comedy. Yeah. I've been rewatching a bunch of stuff just because... Need something on in the background that I don't have to like super focus in. Though I do plan to watch that movie, Promising Wo- Young Woman and Our Friend. Yes, I keep getting ads for Promising Young Woman. It looks very good. Awesome. Feels like we got some good things that we watched. Absolutely. Happy Valentine's. Hopefully Danny's having a safe flight. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully Danny's able to get out. I hope you enjoyed the long President's Day weekend and Valentine's Day. So, yeah. Hope everyone was able to stay safe with their loved ones. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Tell everybody that you love them. Give them an extra hug this year if you can safely uh, and stay safe out there. Give them a six foot away hug. Yeah, give them an air hug. Air hugs. Send a nice gif. For Valentine's this year, I would like everyone to like and subscribe and follow us on Instagram. Absolutely. Follow us on Instagram at Can We Save Pod. You can find me at Bredacted. You can find me at official Danny Hanks. Please slide into her DM. She's looking for a relationship. <laughs> you can find me at Jesse Eugene. Do not slide, slide into, into my Justin's DMs. DMs. He's single, ladies. He's single. Go get him. I won't respond to your DMs. Don't worry. Thank you so much, everybody. Have a great day. Later. Bye. Bye.